Welcome to the Sports Finder Podcast. Let's get ready to rumble! Sports Finder community, we're back with our popular segment where we speak to great founders, professionals, and and other individuals from all over the sporting globe. And today, I have a very special guest, Mr. Adam Goldberg. Adam, welcome to the show, buddy. Hey, thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely, my man. Um, Adam, before we get into your current state and what you're currently working on, let's get back in, in time. Where did it all begin for you? Yeah, absolutely. So my road to working in sports actually started as a volunteer, uh, working for free for UCLA football. Um, That's really where I kind of cut my teeth, so to speak, in the industry. Um, From there, I was fortunate enough to receive a sales position with the uh, Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim in ticket sales. Uh, So I was a part of their outbound sales team. Uh, And then uh, at the same time I was working for the Angels, I actually also – you know, gained employment with the Los Angeles Dodgers, uh, which was a little bit tricky with them being a rival, but I was working in premium hospitality over there and helping to uh, work, you know, luxury suites and uh, luxury like restaurants, like the baseline clubs there uh, to help make fans experiences great. So I started pretty much working sales and service at the same time uh, and, you know, did that for about a year uh, and then switched into managing UC Irvine Athletics uh, ticketing sales. So we have seven ticketed sports, men's and women's basketball, men's and women's soccer, men's and women's volleyball, and baseball. And so I spent about the uh, last year and a half, um, you know, managing the strategy and execution of those sales plans um, and and helping them raise some money. Wow, interesting. Talk to me about the the biggest challenges of selling those tickets. Yeah, absolutely. So I think... You know, there's a ton of competitive markets out there um, in the world, right? I mean, just when it comes to sports. But I think Southern California might be on top of that list, if not really close, because that's the biggest challenge is when you're trying to sell tickets to UC Irvine, you're going up against major universities as well, like USC, UCLA, some really good mid-level universities like Cal State Fullerton, Long Beach State. Uh, and, and so not just your direct competitors in college athletics, but then you have to factor in all the pro teams in the area. I mean, you have the uh, Los Angeles Kings, Anaheim Ducks. You have the Los Angeles Rams, the Chargers, um, the Galaxy, LAFC. I mean, the list goes on and on as far as professional teams in the area. Uh, and then you can go as far as to say we're competing with Disneyland and the beach uh, and other activities that families can do. So I would say – that's got to be the biggest challenge is convincing people that your venue, your experience uh, is going to be more enjoyable or a better value than what they could uh, do otherwise. So what, what is the secret sauce? Uh, you know, there, there really is no secret sauce. I really wish I had it. Uh, but I think, you know, what I spent most of my time doing was just conveying how the value proposition of our product. Um, UT Irvine has top level teams. Um, you know, our, our baseball team last year was ranked in the top 20 in the nation. Our basketball team won their first NCAA victory uh, in the tournament for men's basketball uh, in their second appearance. 
So the teams are extremely competitive, and ticket prices are a fraction of the prices that you're going to pay uh, to get in. I mean, a family of four is going to pay upwards of $500 to go to Disneyland. And granted, while we're not Disneyland, um, you know, I could get a family of four into my venue for $50, which would include some refreshments as well. So, um, you know, you're talking about just a value proposition there. And, and really, I think those are the families that, that we were trying to go after and, and sports fans we were trying to go after. Somebody who wants to see a great product for an affordable price um, for teams that are going to be competitive and hopefully make postseason. Absolutely. What's the, what's the uh, biggest change you would say that's uh, actually occurred over the years being in ticket sales, especially college? Yeah, I think – oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think that technology, which is a, a broad term obviously, but I think technology is going to change ticket sales as it's already started to change ticket sales, um, and it's going to have a crazy impact going forward. Um, I think – you know, I can talk about a lot of different ways I think technology is going to change ticket sales, but I think most importantly is the secondary market. Um, so that's, you know, StubHub, uh, Ticketmaster. Those are our sites over here that uh, where people can sell their tickets on the secondary market. And I see the secondary market just changing the game in a lot of ways, but um, probably primarily it's, it's going to be a relationship between venues and that secondary market and strengthening those relationships. Um, so I think going forward, that's going to change how we sell tickets is that I think oftentimes uh, ticket sales teams, uh, not always, but I think a lot of them have viewed the secondary market as a competitor. Whereas I think they're going to start viewing them as a extension of their sales team. Nice. Um, in terms of the actual sports and the whole college atmosphere, uh, do you feel that the grassroots feeling is an, is an advantage for you guys because it's, it, it relates with families, kids, so on and so on? And how, and how is that used to actually then relay that message out to, out to people? Yeah, absolutely. I think that um, you know the grassroots approach uh, what it's really about is building relationships with customers. And so I think that that's where we connect to people um, is, you know, there's obviously, you know, because primarily we're dealing with people who have interacted with our teams in the past. So we are going after new business all the time, but in ticket sales, the, the biggest thing is also making sure that the people who have gone to your games continue to go to your games and that you strengthen those customer relationships. So I think, um, when we're doing that approach of, of just hitting the phones and connecting with people, we're really connecting over our shared love of UC Irvine athletics and UC Irvine sports. And so, uh, you know, I, I do believe that that strengthens the, the relationship and the partnership and just helps you to find some common ground with your patrons. When the teams are losing, probably the hardest time to, to sell tickets. Um, how do you guys over, over, overcome that? Yeah, that is that is a great question because there's so much that's going to be out of your control in ticket sales. And um, the you know the simple answer is that if, if you're going to be if you're going to have a fan who is only coming because the team is winning and we're losing, overcoming that is going to be really difficult. But from a strategic standpoint, I think where we focus is um, you know 
a lot of people don't want to talk about this, but sometimes you have to sell to your opponent, right? You, you know, we'll play some great colleges where we need to go out and maybe they're having a winning record. So we have to go over and call their alumni association locally uh, and get opposing fans out to the game. Uh, and then I think a, a, a big selling point for us is with youth groups and youth teams, we offer uh, what we call group experiences. So for a certain ticket amount, you can high five our players. You can take a photo on our court play a halftime scrimmage in the middle of the game. Uh, and so these experiences, while they may become slightly less valuable if our team isn't winning, uh, the experience themselves are not diminished. And so parents, um, quite frankly, locally may not be supporters of our college. They just want to find a way to take pictures of their kids and post it on their social media sites. Uh, and so those experiences become still reasonably valuable to them. Absolutely. Speaking of experiences, experiences have been disrupted through technology and improved in many ways, shapes or form. How have you guys found technology has helped you improve that experience? Yeah, I think for us, there's the simple answer to that, which is that, um, like, literally, technology has gotten us to answer, you know, to, uh, to offer, sorry, more experiences in the sense of, like, out at our baseball team wireless microphones and technology in that sense has allowed us to offer the experience of having the youth team uh, sing during the seventh inning stretch, which here in the States, you know, for those of your listeners who don't know, is, you know, the seventh inning of a baseball game. Uh, we usually will sing, uh, you know, take me out to the ball game or, or some sort of a song, or we'll allow teams to do uh, what we call a play ball announcement where they get to kick off the game and, uh, and, and, you know, kind of pump our fans up for the game to start. So, those are like how literally, you know, technology is improving with, um, you know, allowing us to put our team names of, of youth groups on the scoreboard or to run transition slides during timeouts that show the team name and a welcome slide. Um, so I think that's probably more of the simpler way that technology is allowing us to offer a great experience. Some of the more, um, I guess, one one of the more technical ways that experiences uh, are being, you know, improved by technology would be. Uh, there is a company out there that we don't work with yet. We're, we're in the process of building you know, our contract with them, but they do work with some of my colleagues and people in the business that I talk to. They're called Vivo. Um, and what Vivo has done is they've created almost, they've turned uh, group ticketing into like a, and, and you know, this is going to be kind of a quick overview of it, but almost like a social experience where you can log on to Vivo using a link and you can see who's going to the game that you want to go to, right? So let's say your friend is going to that game. You can click on his link, see that he's going to that game, but then you also see that a ton of your mutual friends are going to that game. Um, and so uh, FIVO is really going to revolutionize, in my opinion, um, how group sales are kind of boosted up and, and how more and more people will see that uh, it, it, you know, kind of selling through through referrals and, and everyone always says word of mouth is the best way to sell tickets. Vivo is a, um, a site where you're, you're like visually seeing that word of mouth. And so I think that that's going to change how we sell tickets um, and the experience of, of buying tickets. Awesome. Which uh, leads me into, into my next question. What does the future look like for uh, sports, uh, sport ticket sales other than Vivo? Yeah, uh, there's there's a ton of ideas that I think are going to take off, and, and some of these might fall short, but I do think um, 
there's going to be a lot of technology in the future of ticket sales. I think um, one that I see maybe not in our venue, because you also have to understand that uh, having worked in a few different venues, Angel Stadium, Dodger Stadium is going to be a whole different beast than uh, the Brent Event Center at UC Irvine. So, uh, but I do see radio frequent identification uh, or RFID becoming, you know, continuing to emerge in our um, space. And, and so, you know, that's the, uh, the technology that I think that they're going to put into badges and wristbands to help identify people um, where there will be less uh, counterfeit badges and counterfeit wristbands to get into certain areas. So I see that um, definitely, um, you know, affecting kind of the, uh, the venue side of ticket sales as far as actual sales. I see artificial intelligence um, continuing to uh, affect ticket sales. So whether that be, um, you know, algorithms that are designed to see, uh, you know, how people are purchasing tickets, when they're purchasing tickets, um, you know, and then AI kind of getting involved in sending the message and the marketing over, uh, you know, I think that that is um, definitely already happening and, and going to continue to happen. Um, and then I think one of the most important things is going to be, uh, sorry, is going to be uh, online ticketing only. I think eventually we're going to not have paper stock tickets. Um, and that's something that you've seen a few venues really try to push is just mobile ticketing. Um, I think there's so many reasons why mobile ticketing makes sense. Uh, but I do see mobile, you know, I, I would hypothesize that in 15 years, you won't be able to have a paper ticket. Um, in some way, shape or form, your entry into a venue will have to be um, sourced on a technological device. And I think that that's, that's going to be uh, a huge thing. And, and, you know, I'm a little bit long-winded, so I don't want to keep going if, if we're going to shift elsewhere, but there are a few other ways that I think technology is going to uh, affect the space, definitely. Absolutely. I mean, Adam, uh, you absolutely make a lot of sense because things are moving towards a paperless society, um, in not only sport, in basically everything. So. It, it, it doesn't make a ton of sense. All right, Adam, uh, awesome. Uh, thank you very much. You've given us a lot of insight and information to absorb. So it's time to, to wrap things up. Um, yeah. Before we let you go, where can we find you online? Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, and I wish I knew my, uh, my, my LinkedIn URL, but uh, I'm under there as, as Adam Goldberg, and I, I work for UC Irvine. So you can find me there. Um, and that's primarily where you can find me. And, and for anybody who'd like to reach out and ask me further questions or continue a dialogue, you know, my email is adam.goldberg at uci.edu. And I uh, welcome any conversation or answering any questions for uh, anybody, really, but especially, uh, you know, young professionals interested in working in sports and those who have any questions about my career and my path to uh, where I've gotten. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Adam Goldberg, thank you very much for joining me on the Sports Finder podcast. Hey, no problem. It was a pleasure to be here. Thank you for listening to the Sports Finder podcast. We'll catch you on our next episode. Y'all ready for this?